today. The Washington Post correction. Oh, it gets worse, much worse than you think it does. And uh, congrats. The United States is on pace for the highest number of illegal border crossings just in 20 years. So uh, we've got a lot to get into today. And it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by two of my friends, uh, Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive on Blaze TV. Thank you. How do you not know I'm Sarah Gonzalez? What if I identify as you today? Well, I was going to say, you're, this, you're not both. You're not all two. <laughs> Unless that's how, I mean, I don't know who you, if maybe you're they, them. I'm going by Sarah know. today, okay. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, also, Sydney Watson, uh, host of her own YouTube channel, which you, uh, you can find for now. We don't for- know how much longer. I feel yeah, like I just have now. to I have to say this all the time and just for now. This is the same thing I say about this guy. He's the host of Slightly Offensive, which you can find on Blaze TV and YouTube for, for now. For now. As long as they allow it up. But it is it is definitely demonetized, but you can still find it if you type it in. And then also sometimes you can't find it if you type it in. <laughs> but if you can, then watch it. You mostly just find the hate videos when you type in like Elijah or my, you know, those are the ones that, that come up first are the yeah. hate videos. It's beautiful. Which are, they're, they're like very that. fun. By the way, um, <laughs> happy anniversary to both of you. Uh, it is the anniversary of the 15 days to slow the spread. Yes. <laughs> so um, happy one year oh, to everyone. Feeling good. Longest 15 days of my life, let me tell you. Kind of feels like a year, honestly. Like, <laughs> it, do- it really yeah. does. Ooh. The 15 days. It's the longest. Daylight savings time ever. <laughs> Added an extra year to my day. Bye. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> that we've come so far or not come far at all. Uh, all right. So getting into the news of the day. Now, I know we brought you the story as it was kind of unfolding yesterday, but the Washington Post actually issued a correction uh, on one of their bigger stories that really helped shape part of the Trump impeachment saga. Uh, Of course, Donald Trump was on the phone with um, the Georgia state elections investigator. The Washington Post uh, misattributed. This is what they said. They misattributed quotes to Trump. And it turns out that they had a source that had verified the quotes that obviously very, very, very good source oh, wait, it actually wasn't true at all. Trump did not tell the investigator on the phone to find the fraud or say that she would be a national hero if she did so. Um, By the way, I love all of the people who are like, it doesn't change the story. It's like, no, it says, instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots, asserting she would find dishonesty there. And they put dishonesty in quotes. It's like, Right, because he believes that there was fraud and he was asking for them to uncover fraud. I don't understand like what the problem is with that, but I also am um, of a sane, rational mind. So who knows? But uh, the Washington Post, actually, it was not just the Washington Post who said the story. It was also verified, uh, independently verified, by uh, NBC News, uh, by, I believe, the uh, ABC News, The Independent, uh, CNBC, NBC News has confirmed the post characterization of the December 23rd call through a source familiar with the conversation. So basically, you have all of these mainstream media outlets who are corroborating using essentially what I what I presume to be the same freaking person um, and running with it and both uh, kind of going above and beyond on top using on top of each other's stories to make it sound more credible. 
right? It's like, well, we we corroborated it too, and, and we found it to be credible also. So now there are five stories about it. So how could it possibly be wrong? Oh, wait, it was. Yeah, this is a case of the Ministry of Propaganda, right? This is, we no longer have a media. We have mm -hmm. an actual entity that works outside the power of the people, outside of our interests, and specifically tries to mislead people for political points for the left. And that's what this is. This is a, this is a propaganda arm of the Democratic Party that we're seeing in action that went out and purposely misled the public to promote this conspiracy theory they made up called the big lie, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that the election was not stolen, that it was, you know, we know it was fortified, right? That was the key thing. It was fortified <laughs> and it was borrowed temporarily through changing every institution, through social media companies, manipulating with propaganda, with changing even, even this, changing facts. Mm -hmm. And then when it's convenient, they come back out and they say, oh, just kidding. We actually lied and we made a mistake. We got all the wording wrong, but also for everything else about the election and everything that happened, you should still believe us because even though we keep getting caught in lie after lie after lie, like Trump said, there's dishonesty mm -hmm. and that they are being dishonest, you should still trust them that the election was fair and, and perfect. And so we'll go ahead and do that. Which, Sydney, I want to get your thoughts. Let me also, on that note, let me really quickly uh, bring you the Washington Post's official statement about the story because I received it in my inbox, in my email uh, last night. It was the VP of Communications like, um, hi, saw that you tweeted about this. Just wanted to make sure that you had our statement, which was, we corrected the story and published a separate news story last week at the top of our site and on the front page after we learned that our source had not been precise in relaying then-President Trump's words. We are not retracting our January story because it conveyed the substance of Trump's attempt to influence the work of Georgia's elections investigators. I mean, I guess by the term influence, they mean, oh, like, make sure that everything is accurate. I... <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, I, I'm like, I, no, what? What do you mean it, it conveyed uh, the substance of Trump's attempt to what? Make sure that their work was done properly? Honestly, the more that we look at these stories, it's like we were saying just before, you know, <laughs> yes. we actually, we started, you know, recording. It's like Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. If again and again and again, you just keep seeing these things and hearing, hearing these things about the media where they've retracted something, but also kind of not really. But also, yeah. like, we're so, sorry, but also kind of not really. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's like you just said, Elijah, they are basically a propaganda arm for the left. I mean, my thing that always comes to mind when we talk about the media and their dishonesty, and not only, I mean, I, I don't know if a lot of people saw this, but they were retroactively editing articles to reflect today's standards. Some news outlets have been doing that, not as corrections, but just to legitimately change mm -hmm. wording of articles, which I think is revolting, yeah. just by the way. Yeah. But my thing here is how often has this been happening for how long and what matters? What else have they gotten wrong? Because the fact, the fact is people like us and people who watch this show mm. will question. They'll go, I don't believe this. And then right. they'll go and do more research. There is a huge, huge portion of the population that will not. Yeah. And there are the people who are even see a correction like this. There are the people right. who won't even look at this, who won't even know. Yes. And they'll go on thinking that Trump was this horrible, dishonest, creepy person that did all these horrible, nefarious things, when in reality, he was misquoted. These are these not even just the articles, but these journalists themselves are actually legitimately out to get him in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And there will never be any repercussions for that. That's what gets me, is there's zero repercussions. What happens to these guys? They don't lose funding. Yeah. They don't lose sponsors or whatever it is that they have. 
people aren't going to like suddenly sign off from from reading them or, or, or engaging with the things they have to say. There are no repercussions. Oops, sorry, but also kind of not. Failing upwards. We succeed downwards, they fail upwards. Mm. Like you can make a small mistake, just sharing a tweet that maybe lost a little credibility. You'll find yep. yourself like Laura Logan from Fox with multiple yeah. articles and footnotes in the Wikipedia. Like Laura Logan once shared a tweet off of a fake, fake claim about Antifa. <laughs> yep. Entire career discredited. Oh, Washington Post made up a source, I believe, this appears yes. to be, made up a source's credibility, and they spread it like cancer to other outlets who led us to believe, which I know we didn't, and I've been saying, maybe they were dishonest in other things about the election as well. Maybe, maybe, who knows if we're allowed to say that still. <laughs> but, but realistically speaking, they go, they know what they're doing. It's about inflicting as much collateral damage up front. They go, we know this is a lie too big that it's going to be exposed eventually. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is just do the damage now and then admit it later before somebody else exposes us. They did that with the Time Magazine article and the fortification of the elections. They're doing that with this article and nobody cares. Why? Because when you see corrections made on these articles, it's not like, oh, I made a typo. Mm -hmm. or, right. Oh, right. I mean, this is a yeah. huge yeah. correct correction yes, to be making. I, I misheard the word or I didn't really remember it well. It's mm -hmm. like they intentionally create fake information, mm -hmm. spread it, and then go, actually kind of the opposite was said. <laughs> and they, that is intentional to mis, uh, that to mispersuade the public uh, in their favor. I mean, it's just... It's These people are going to go to but, hell. And by the way, uh, just facts here, mm -hmm. a judge is actually looking into, um, in that county that he was quoted as talking about, uh, mm -hmm. looking into, they're looking into election fraud. They want to go through all of the ballots to make sure. Did you the F word on TV? I, Fulton County? <laughs> no. <laughs> the other one. No. Oh, uh, you're on a mic. If you whisper it, they still oh. hear it. <laughs> Beat that out. I thought that was illegal now. I can't say that anymore. Um, yeah, no, I, not today. Uh, but uh, so apparently this is what they, the post's excuse um, was that there was a Georgia official mm -hmm. who told them and they said, well, there was a risk of threats and harassment directed at election officials. Um, but <laughs> it's like, OK, well, A, that's not good enough. But B, you know, Elijah, you mentioned all of the other things having to do with the election and the whether other, or not those were, those were true, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, like, I also think, what about the story about President Trump? You know, he had used all of these derogatory names when, when he was talking about the troops, right? And everyone said that doesn't really sound like President Trump. He's actually been really supportive of troops. Oh, but mm -hmm. there was an anonymous source who said it, and it was corroborated by multiple outlets independently. I mean, if you really go through, how many times have they really, really shaped the narrative of a lot of the general public on complete and total lies? Well, it's even like they lack precision. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. how many of these journalists actually have, and again, not that I think that having a university degree somehow makes you much better or anything than right. anyone else, but when I was doing, because I, I have a master of journalism, you get taught how to write for news, you get taught, you know, choosing specific language and whatnot because it, it has effects, right? Mm -hmm. Language matters. Yes. And the language that you use matters, context matters, precision matters. And so when they're like, oops, we messed up, it's 
like, well, the word that you used in this context has a much broader um, association in another, in another context, for example. But you're right in the sense that, you know what I always think about is, I can't remember which outlet it was that changed legitimately that um, passage about Kamala Harris, that profile that they did on her, where they took out this really, really unattractive thing that she, she made a joke basically about, you know, taking water and food away from prisoners and things. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was yucky. Sounds like her. Yeah, yeah. But, but they, I can't remember which outlet that was. she did joke about it. But they took it out of, retroactively took it out of the article really? because it painted her badly when she became VP. Yeah. How did I miss this? When did this, this happen? This was huge. Are you, really? Well, see, this is this is where this one told you about, like when they retroactively yeah, edit yeah, and, articles. Yeah, and, and I never heard they, that. They're changing, How did you they're changing history. <laughs> no, but you're right. They're changing history. They are changing history. And I, and I was talking to a journalist the other day who was... Might have been the Times. Well, that's what I was saying. I was talking to a journalist who was asking me questions about the Capitol riots. And I said, you know what? I'm just not happy with you guys in general because here's what they do. Is I go, when you look at these things, if you Google my name, it makes me look like I'm a terrorist. Which is, I Are mean, you not? I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> a terrorist. I'm so waiting for that, yeah, for yeah, that FBI but, but takedown. Maybe Muj, secret Mujahideen. Maybe I spent some years in the caves. I don't know. But but you look at this, and so what they write an article, for instance, they want to hit Blaze, they want to hit Glenn, they want to yeah. hit me. So they start by writing. They go Elijah Schaefer. Instead of saying, right, I'm on the field reporting for Blaze, I have two jobs, I have a YouTube channel and I'm reporting, mm -hmm. they go, a YouTuber for yes. conspiracy theorist, Glenn Beck's Blaze TV, and they start by already like taking the wrong job yep. that, mm -hmm. that you're, well, first of all, they make it seem like you're a YouTuber making a, a YouTube video mm -hmm. there instead of the fact that you're doing your actual job reporting. Mm -hmm. Then they connect you to Glenn Beck, people that don't know, they call him a conspiracy theorist. Then they mm -hmm. say, oh, like basically Blaze TV known for spreading propaganda mm -hmm. and then they write this whole thing and say and Elijah Schaefer was there to profit off of YouTube advertisers while he was in Nancy Pelosi's office and you read it and you go somebody sat there and intentionally wrote dishonest things to get a, a negative reaction from the public and to spread false information you read that and you go that is evil and then you look at this Washington Post article and you go it's not just me, it's not just YouTubers, it's not just Blaze, it's up to the, pr the old president, or as I say, maybe he was still the president now. Maybe, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> you are really skirting that line no, today. <laughs> maybe he is, maybe he is. I wouldn't say it, because he's not, but people do. And so I'm just saying. A lot of people are saying it. People say a lot people of things. People say it. Sarah, say, when you get banned, you'll, you're gonna know <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, saying, I'm yeah. saying, people say people say that he is. But I'm just going on this line, I'm going, we're at the point where I'm saying with the media, this is hell was made for these kinds of people. And if you don't believe in hell, well, we need to make one for these people because they are intentionally yes. pushing out false information to cause a reaction in the world that is not along the lines of reality. They are they are altering reality right before our eyes, like you said, and it's because they are moving towards this elitist, great reset movement that does not care about the populace. They don't care about our individual lives. They don't respect our liberties. They don't care about morals or values. They will do whatever, cut down whoever, to continue to push their agenda. And it's disgusting. And by the way, I just would like to add to that. That's all absolutely, I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better. But I would just like to add, while they're doing that, they're also making all of us out to be the, the people who are perpetuating fake news. Yeah. Right, like that, that's Perfect. the maddening thing. Yeah, that's the gaslighting part of it. Missing that's context. the maddening thing. I, I mean, I literally had someone, um, I posted about the, the Washington Post correction yesterday, and I had someone come up and say, the Post didn't do this, and by the way, who the F is Amy Gardner, who is the person who wrote the article? And I'm like, 
<laughs> a lady who writes for the Washington Post, you dummy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I Here's a screenshot. What do you want? Like, I'm not making this up. There, It's total gaslighting. And they're the ones who are doing it. So you're absolutely right. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So if you are, um, if you're a male who might be suffering from uh, the genetic unfortunate male pattern baldness uh, or receding hairline, you got to listen up, okay? Because I'm just going to go ahead and be sexist. You guys are not going to go to the doctor. You don't go to the doctor for anything. You could be on death's door and you're not going to go to the doctor. Am I wrong? It's true. I'm totally right here, okay? So I'm going to get you uh, set up with the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment. Uh, by the way, it's a generic version, so you're going to save a ton of money on it. But you can do it all from home because you ain't going to the doctor, okay? You can do it all online. You can answer a couple questions, take a couple pictures of your hair, and the doctor will review your information, recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and then they ship it directly to your door, okay? So you are uh, treating your unfortunate receding hairline, and you are also, you get to be lazy while you do it. You can't beat that. All right, we're going to get you started with a special discount. Go to keeps.com. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y-W-H-Y for 50% off of your first order. That's half off. Don't miss out. It's keeps.com slash Y, keeps.com slash Y. Back in a minute. a broken record at this point uh, talking about the crisis going on at the border but the department of homeland security secretary said today that the united states is on pace to experience the highest number of illegal border crossings in 20 years um by the way he he said he he used his words very carefully you were talking about you know uh majoring in journalism and how you you need to yes you need to be very precise <laughs> he said the situation is quote difficult so he used the terms difficult. He, of course, stopped short of calling it a crisis, said that it was under control, which I mean, 729 percent to capacity uh, or over capacity, I should say, of uh, migrant facilities. That that is what I call under control because it's only 729 percent over. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be like Sorry, officer. I haven't been drinking. I'm only 729 percent <laughs> over the legal limit. It's right. totally fine. Right. The car's operable. These are not kids in cages. They're kids in metal boxes with perforations, you know, in them. <laughs> and like, also, not to mention the fact that this crisis is clearly inching up as we're talking about with the migrants being moved into other facilities like even here, here. in Dallas. They're moving a bunch of teams 3, here. 3,000. Mm -hmm. And to me, so they're moving them right here into Dallas and you're going, this is more than a border crisis. This is now a, a contiguous state crisis. Yes. Right? You are now in my city. You are now right down the street. So don't tell me you have something under control when your solution is to somehow move the problem further inland. It's like, mm -hmm. no. And you're, you're utilizing our local resources it, to yeah. do so. And Dallas, quite frankly, is, it has a lot of problems, yes, right? Yes. I think it's one of the top 10 most dangerous cities in the country. I might be wrong, no, no, you're but right. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. we have a really bad homeless problem. Dallas is not mm -hmm. what you think of when you think of Texas. Dallas has some serious problems. That's why I live in Fort Worth. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying that you look at this Inner and you're city, going- Dallas. Well, my, yeah, but my point is, is that you're going, how dare you pretend like this isn't exactly what you spent the last four years ridiculing the last administration about? In fact, I would say that Trump actually handled things better than the Obama administration, and clearly he's handled them better than they're handling it now, but Jen Psaki's too busy, busy circling back to actually answer what's going on. She's like, yeah, I, you know what, stop short of calling it a crisis. Well, then what the hell is it? Mm. 
I think I'm really harsh towards this, and I'll probably I'll probably cop some flack for this, but I'm Australian. I say what I want. There you go. So we have a natural wall being the ocean, which I feel like is great, but we just put people in detention centers. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do, like, on other islands away from us, and that seems to work pretty pretty great. Like, Not only um, shut them away, but exile them exactly. off of the mainland. Onto another island far away <laughs> from me. We're laughing at people being put in detention centers. Everyone's like, this is the most evil show ever. I mean, and these people come on boats too. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that's that's kind of more hardcore and we're still like, in in the, there you go, go away. But I think so the way that, this, that's what I'm saying. Like, people, people, I'm going to cop so much flack for this. No, but, no, you know what? Because if you're talking about trying to deter people from I making a dangerous people. journey or coming in or breaking the law, that's how you do it. Don't come here. It's See, it's one of those things, right, where, so Elijah's wife, and I'm going to speak on your behalf for a hot second. Elijah's wife is Aussie. We all know this yeah. and she has gone through the ringer trying to get legal status in this country i'm watching her cry and yes. suffer and be you know she's been in some really <laughs> circumstances that i know that she's not prepared to speak about as yet but watch and i'm sure that's even worse for you because this is your human and you know she's just a good mate of mine but i think like it's such a slap in the face just to anybody who's tried to get into this country legally gone through all these measures and all the stress and and also the money associated yes. too there's a there's a definite ten thousand dollars it's yep. huge. So you mean to tell me that you can just waltz over the border just as you do and then now there's a pathway to citizenship. You mm -hmm. have to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. This stuff makes me so irate that I'm at a point where I'm like, the, the, there are no, again, there are no repercussions. If you're going to come over the border, there has to be repercussions rather than catch and release. These are future voters for them. That's that's what it comes right. down to is yeah. it's like, they know this is a net negative for the country, but because they spend too much time pandering to minorities and pandering to people that they see as being the future. I, by the way, the guy who's behind the fortification plan, he's uh, actually kind of a white supremacist because the white supremacist um, conspiracy theory called the white replacement of replacing the white population with minorities, which they say is a made up conspiracy theory. He actually believes in that. I read an article written by him that he says that, you know, to understand the future of America, you've got to understand the replacement of the white race with specific, specifically Hispanic immigrants. So this Democrat is actually apparently, according to Wikipedia, a white supremacist. Now, that, that in mind, that's you can see they're open and admitting that they're he's looking and understanding that if we can allow more people in mm -hmm. and we pander to their needs, then we can actually change the voting block. And it's yeah. not about caring for Hispanics. No. It's not about oh, you, it, it's not please. No, no it, he they doesn't don't care. care about us. That's what bit. I'm saying. This is this is a this is a white supremacist apparently, uh, or an elitist I should say, who is looking to change the country so that they can push their radical agenda. And that's what's so sad. Is in the end it's not like just one group gets screwed. The whole country yes, suffers because yes. their agenda is not about helping the populace. It's about pushing this weird globalist crap. And it's, it's to me, it's like people that are not for faith don't get why I say it's satanic. It's like antichrist level end time stuff. But reality speaking, even if you're not believing in the end times, you might call it Armageddon. It's like this weird utopiast idea where we, we throw away communism and we're like, well, we can't do it in a nation state. So let's just create a weird communist global government I mean, this is madness. This is humanity gone off its rockers. Yeah. Um, before we before we go, Sydney, do you think that the average American, let's say, because I, I tend to ask this question a lot. I really am curious. I feel like it's hard for us because we're so dialed into everything that's going mm -hmm. on. Um, but I, I wonder if the average American, maybe even like a Joe Biden voter mm -hmm. who sees this, 
it is being reported on to an extent. They obviously are not going the full, uh, you know, Trump's running concentration camps bit on Biden. Mm -hmm. But um, they're reporting on it. They're obviously reporting that they're over capacity. They're reporting that the children are uh, not able to shower, having to sleep on the floor. The inhumane conditions uh, that these detention centers, uh, cages, containers, whatever you want to call them, are in. Does the average voter see this? Do they look at this and go, oh, this feels bad because they just told me for four years that this was a horrible thing to do to people and I believed them. I think it's getting downplayed a lot though. I think that's the thing is that when Trump was in office, it was played up constantly, kids in cages. And now again, it's like we were just saying, the terminology has changed. No, wait, it's not a cage. It's a C word now. Yeah, it's not, it's not a cage. Well, that's the thing. Okay. Is, yeah, it's a reception center, <laughs> duh. <laughs> It's different. You, an adult detention facility with sharp metal walls. When, when you change the terminology, it changes the emphasis. It changes how you perceive that information. So it's like when you call an illegal immigrant an illegal immigrant, as opposed to an undocumented right. whatever. worker. Right. Or, you know, like, you know, you could, I could be a thief or I could be like an undocumented buyer. Like, it's, it's one of those things right. where the terminology <laughs> that you use determines, I think, response and reception. Right. So, like... From my perspective, again, I, f I feel like I don't know how dialed I am, how dialed in I am to the average human being, but I don't think that they're going to view this as the problem, is the difficult problem, as the crisis that it actually is because of the way that the media frames it. Mm, maybe uh, maybe the best we can hope for are like the border cities in Texas. You guys just need there a, are a an lot ocean. Of Democrats you just need there. an ocean. Yeah, we really do. Just sink Canada <laughs> and maybe the other side and just make an ocean and beautiful done Australia, New Australia. All right. Well, I know who I'm voting for next go around. Sydney Watson, obviously. All right. We got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. If you are an entrepreneur, uh, you probably know this. This is no surprise to you. But HR issues can totally kill your business. You are liable for wrongful termination suits. You've got all these minimum wage requirements, labor regulations to remember. And you could just go hire an HR manager. But those salaries are not cheap. That's like $70,000 a year. So Bambi was created specifically for this reason. Uh, uh, you can get an, an HR manager. They can craft your HR policy. They will be dedicated to you. Make sure that they are maintaining all of your compliance, all of those regulations. You don't have to remember. They will for $99 a month. That's it. Uh, they will change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. And by the way, this dedicated HR manager is always available. Uh, by phone, email, or real-time chat. They can do onboarding terminations. You name it. They will help you manage the day-to-day. -day. Again, $99 a month. All right, it's month to month. You can cancel anytime if you don't like it. There are no hidden fees. Uh, it is time to start really focusing on the things that you want to focus on, like profit margins and not HR compliance. Bambi's going to help you do that. You can go to bambee.com slash matters right now to schedule your free HR audit. Well, don't go right now. Go after the show. Finish watching the show, and then you can go straight to Bambi. Go to bambi.com slash matters. That is bambee.com slash matters matters. Back in a minute. Columbia University is uh, set to host six separate graduation ceremonies. Now, nice. these are based on, you're like, wow, they have a big, that's a large enrollment. That's Many a really children. big class. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's just because it's based on sex, race, and then there's income. Uh, so they are going to have a native graduation. Do the poorest ones go last for, <laughs> or first? I mean, <laughs> I hope that's some sort of reparations. It's the worst party ever. First. I don't want to have a bunch of poor, if I'm poor, I don't want to have a bunch of poor people at my graduation party. You I want the rich people to exactly. come. You like, want we got you some ramen. Yeah. Yes. Congrats. Yes.
You want to accidentally maybe just bag one of the rich guys? Yeah. And then that's what you want. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm There's leaving? Let me, let me make sure all my connections are people that come from poor families. That's a really great way to end the year at Columbia. I mean, also, do, like, the white students go first or last? I mean, like, where, where oh, do they go last? Last. Oh, you white have to go is last. Is it saving the best to last? Is oh, that the... wait. Oh, crap. <laughs> See? How uh -oh. does it... What's the structure? I need to know. You, the best place to be is in the middle. Then it sounds like know. racism to me. <laughs> racism. Everything's racist. Do you th well, yeah, but it's not just. It's native graduation for Native American. <laughs> a the lavender graduation for students who identify. Everyone's like, lavender? It, that's for students who identify in LGBTQ plus plus quilt bag, whatever we lavender. want to say. Uh, an Asian graduation. Uh, uh, if you actually kiss the same sex in a truth or dare game, a, a Latinx Latin graduation. Or so what's is, the cutoff? What's the cutoff for queer? What, like, if what are we doing? Identifying as another race or uh, or you know sex? So then I what? can't wait. Can, can you swap? I think we need to start doing that just to prove a point. Yeah, because it's like which one's the shortest? Because like if, if it's if it's like the queer one, just kiss your own reflection maybe and just get in for a second. <laughs> you know, I, I mean like I don't. Like what is what the hell is going on in can our country? Can super straights participate in the uh, in the? Well, in the we can't one? we can't have those super straights running around unchecked. <laughs> you know, there was a man back in like the 30s and 40s who had a vision for the world like this, and you know, <laughs> was there was there? yeah, there was a man who had this idea of, of, really? of, of what was his um, name? I can't remember. I just know he had a really weird mustache, <laughs> okay. and he was like, and he was like really into you know dividing people based off of like hierarchy huh. and like you know changing the way the world would work based off of your appearance and things. I don't know. I mean, he did really he succeed was, at I, it. I hear he was a big fan of trains as well. You yeah, know, and, uh, he's a big huh. fan of trains. He really liked elitist graduations and scientists and well, stuff. He sounds so. like and he, he would loved fit right showers. In yeah. Showers no. were his favorite. Too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and yeah. so, you know, he really would fit right in here. I, I, did that, I just think that this is so funny because we're laughing at this, but it's like this critical race theory is cancer that has gotten into our schools. And you know, I believe when our country abandoned God and we gave up the notion of absolute truth in a postmodern era, those two factors together have led our nation to accept basically anything. And I feel like, you know, we had basically a nice full meal. Our country was beautiful. We had we had a commonality and understanding for the future. And then someone was like, hey, actually, do you want this hot pile of like dog feces instead? And apparently the smartest people in our country have decided this was what we want moving forward. And that's what critical race theory is. It's like, mm -hmm. it is literally the antithesis of going backwards for a nation mm -hmm. and to do this makes us look stupid to the world which is why france said this toxic woke culture is actually dangerous for the west and it's like i don't know but i don't want to be the same graduation as you anyway so <laughs> wow <laughs> Okay. Yeah, uh, well, so. <laughs> that's fine because I'm just going to take your jobs, uh, yeah. you white people. Uh, according to Gavin Newsom, he says that uh, <laughs> when Dianne Feinstein uh, decides to retire, he well, if she should retire before she is ready to leave, that he's definitely going to uh, nominate a black woman to replace her because obviously insert race here is definitely how you want to pick uh, people who are running the country. Watch. Okay, we are out of time, out of time, out of time. I have to go to a break, but I have to, this is a yes or no answer that you could give me. Yeah. Uh, if, in fact, Dianne Feinstein uh, were to retire, uh, will you nominate an African-American woman um, to restore <laughs> the seat that Kamala uh, Harris is no longer in the United States Senate? And do you have a name in mind? Uh, I have multiple names yes in mind. Yes. We have multiple names in mind, and the answer is yes. So this is how Joe Biden got stuck with Kamala. If you yeah. guys recall, so we all got stuck with Kamala. Well, fair, but th but this is how we got Kamala brought to us because he answered a bunch of questions and didn't know how to tell people, 
Uh, I don't know what color skin they're going to have. By the way, really racist question to ask me. And he got stuck with it because he agreed to do it. And then he was like, well, crap, I guess she's the best one. I'm better than Stacey Abrams. He did say woman, though. Did he ever specify that it had to be a black woman? Or she's, she's not even she black. Said she's African American. She's Indian. Oh, oh, you're talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm talking about Biden. Well, Sorry. she's in this case. I'm just. This is dumb. We should put this in the bin. I don't want to. Nope. Gavin Newsom's like <laughs> just. He's like thinking. He's like, I think I'm late to like breaking my mandate somewhere else around the state. Like he looked really confused. Like, where am I? You know. And I think he's probably worried because he's about to get replaced probably speaking right. of the replacement theory there's a real theory going on in california to replace the governor and that's a good theory that's going on there people hate him and so i think he's in damage control it's like cuomo legalizing trying to legalize weed mm-hmm. it's like oh you guys all hate me uh, here's a black woman and it shows you what he thinks about like minorities and stuff like maybe i can rescue the state after running it to the ground by just throwing a black woman on in front of the camera and they'll buy it because they're stupid. That's what he thinks. Yeah, I'm that's, sure he that's, does. That's what he thinks. If his Botox can give any... That guy's got some serious damage He's done. like, on one level, and this is completely an aside, on one level, he's kind of like mildly not ugly. And then on the other, I'm like, oh, what no. is your hair doing? It makes me so sad People inside. like him in California. People talk a lot about how attractive he is. He's not that's ugly. Like, I look at him and I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I'm, I'm Ian I'm Calderon Kevin, I'm from, Gavin from there. Yeah, Gavin I mean, Newsom he, and Ian, a, they like him. He's a handsome guy, but like he opens his mouth and he just... Yeah, but that's why they don't, you don't ask them to open their mouth. It's such you a California just, thing when you go, what do you think of Gavin Newsom? And girls go, oh, he's hot. And that's literally, actually probably a lot of guys in California too. That's why he got elected. He's got nice teeth, I'll say that much. Yeah, him, okay. him and Ian Calderon, there's another guy that looks just like him. That's one of the congressmen. And people literally... <laughs> why it matters. I asked people, I asked people, why are you voting for Ian no, Calderon? You have and they go, he's that have taken over for this No, but people vote for people because they think they're attractive and it's really a weird thing but like there's a there's a whole science behind putting two faces together on and asking people who would you vote for and they always yeah, pick the more, the attractive, more attractive looking person, person. Yeah. Yeah. which is sad because politics literally is Hollywood for ugly people so it's like it's, if you're considered taking... ugly for politics and you're really having trouble because yeah. we're all not I mean you guys are good but me no <laughs> did you hear him almost lump us in well, you guys are in politics. You guys are media. Okay. Well, just be careful with that one. I mean, Sarah's also like a, a POC, so I'm pretty sure that yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a few extra I can't make comments about you because yeah. my white privilege is. I'm saying me. POC uh, like ironically because that's the grossest term ever. But oh I no, 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 no! I know that. I You use it on the odd occasion. I'm like Sarah, you horrible creature. No, you know I'll why? You because I'm because I am using it to be on their level. Because I'm like, if you're going to throw that back in my face, I'm going to use it. I feel dirty when I say their things. Like, well, I'm yeah. I'm 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 done trying to pretend like what how far have we gotten as a country to keep going? Well, morally we're better than this. I'm like, okay, well you guys have played dirty and you continue to advance your agenda playing I'm dirty. So I'm gonna play dirty with you. I'm on board. Uh, all right, first uh, <laughs> we gotta go to break first. We want to thank our sponsor, uh, a new movie. It's called My Son Hunter. So the mainstream media and big tech have obviously worked uh, very, very well to cover up the corruption of the Biden family and Hunter Biden. Uh, You guys may know about it because you watch Glenn Beck specials, but now you have a chance to help make the story heard around the world. These are the filmmakers behind the Gosnell movie. They have announced a brand new project. It is a feature film called My Son Hunter. It will expose the Hunter Biden scandal. Uh, You can learn more at mysonhuntermovie.com. Now, this movie is going to tell 
all of it, okay, Hunter's wild escapades, the contents of his laptop uh, that kept getting hid by Twitter, his shady foreign business deals, and even his ties to China. Um, Mainstream media doesn't want you to know. Big tech doesn't want you to know. But these filmmakers want to spread the word. They also need your help, okay? Hollywood obviously doesn't want to fund this movie. It's too controversial. They need your help. It exposes the truth behind some of the most powerful people in politics. They are bringing the film directly to the people to be funded by you. So if you want to help this film succeed so that you can share it, send it to your friends, your gift of $10, $50, $100 or more, it really will help expose the most corrupt family in politics. Some say since the Clintons, I I say maybe ever, all right? And your donation is 100% tax deductible. You got to go to mysonhuntermovie.com. It is mysonhuntermovie.com. Back in a minute. Pfizer executives said uh, recently that there could be a, quote, significant opportunity, end quote, to hike prices of the company's uh, COVID-19 vaccine. So this was during an investor uh, meeting, an investor's phone call, and senior VP of investor relations told the company investors that, you know, I mean, if this turns endemic, so if this virus is just, it's always with us, it's always with the world, that kind of like the flu, we get the flu vaccine. Oh, well, I don't. Maybe you guys do if you like putting that poison in your bodies. Uh, people get the flu vaccine every single year. Maybe this could be like the COVID vaccine and we can increase the prices. He said, uh, if you look at, oh, by the way, you may need a third vaccine to deal with the variants. And but, but why stop at three? Seven. Why not right. just seven? I mean, with the masks, right? Ooh. Why stop at three? Why not four? Why not just take 10 shots a year just to make sure you don't get something that 99% of you will not have a hard time uh, getting rid of? But uh, they said if you look at how current demand and current pricing is being driven, it's uh, not being driven by what I'll call normal market conditions or normal market forces. It's been driven by the pandemic state we're in and the needs of the government to secure doses from various vaccine suppliers. We believe it's becoming increasingly likely that an annual revaccination is going to take place. And uh, they want to look at targeting a price three to four times higher. Um, So you guys are really, 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 really in luck that um, especially if the government pays for it, that, um, you know, it's just going to be all of us taxpayers that are going to be paying for, I don't know, 100,000, 1 million. How many vaccines do you want to get every year? A million vaccines per year. Let's do it. Let's pay $10 for gas, too, because you, by the way, you're going to see hyperinflation. I'm, I know that some people are saying that, that bread and stuff is going to go up to $10 a loaf. It's possible because with the amount of money that we've, we've printed and the amount of money we already mm-hmm. did and are planning on printing, I mean, gas in Texas could hit $5. It's possible per gallon. And so where we're going, because the whole country is the, the, the value of our dollar, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it's at, we're near to zero, I think, on the rate of like the actual inflation rate of our, of our money being worth anything within 50 years. So, I mean, the, the pushback on this is like, might as well just charge more money anyways, because every year if you keep raising the price, you're going to be getting the same value back for the vaccine anyways. And I'm not joking. Like, I mean, our money has gone down. And I think that's why they're raising the price, because the value of the dollar is decreased. And the government also doesn't seem to have any problem with well, not taxing us anymore. Right. They just print yeah, money. Pay it. So yeah. we just print the money. We don't even they've gone they've gone past taxation to where it's like, well, let's just devalue our own currency. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, it, do they have the right to do it? 
sure. But I'm kind of tired of hearing how they're the good guys and they're these white knights. Big Pharma is somehow a white knight who's going to come in and just give you this vaccine to save your life and just do it solely for you uh, as if they have no other motives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I freely admit, I don't know enough about the topic in terms of how Big Pharma operates in the U.S. I have a reasonably, like, a base-level understanding mm-hmm. of it, so I don't know how useful Do you might. know enough not to trust them? I know enough not to okay. trust them because, I, I mean, I was explaining this actually to Elijah's wife the other day about how Big Pharma, their sole purpose is to make money off yes. of, obviously, what they put out into the world. They don't care about you. Right. Like, as a general rule, they, right. don't, they don't care. No. Um, and how some, you know, they'll, they'll hide information that, you know, pertains to negative side effects of particular drugs or vaccinations and things like that. And, I mean, like I said, Elijah's wife and I were having a conversation about the whole thalidomide thing that happened, you know, however many years mm-hmm. ago, where mm-hmm. they were pushing these these drugs onto, well, this specific drug onto pregnant Pregnant-ism, mothers, yep. which ended up resulting in those babies not growing limbs, mm-hmm. effectively. Mm-hmm. And they knew that that was actually the, the effect. They knew that there were all these negative side effects, and yet they still pushed the drug. Right. And, I, I mean, like, why is this any different? I don't understand how people don't see that the people at the top of these massive organizations are not people who care about the actual trajectory of the planet or of the human, you know, people as a general rule. They care about lining their own pockets. And I don't know why that was suddenly changed simply because we're in a pandemic situation. Right. Uh, All right, really quickly, we've only got like a couple minutes left, but Elijah, I have to get your feedback on this. Uh, Joy Bayar of The View, I know you guys shield your ears, okay? (laughs) But uh, she insists, uh, she insisted the other day that Antifa is fictitious and doesn't even exist. Listen. Right out there with his racism. There's no dog whistle for him. You know, it's like, I'm a racist. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, it's funny. When I was watching this, it's so aggravating to listen to this idiot. I mean, he and oh. I are very different. I'll tell you this right now. If I was surrounded by people carrying weapons, uh, people erecting nooses, a screaming hang Mike Pence, bludgeoning a police officer to death, I might be a little scared. But Ron, no, he's not scared <laughs> of those people. He's scared of this fictitious idea of Antifa, a thing that doesn't even exist. He needs to go. He needs to go, and soon. Elijah, we've got about a minute and a half left before we have to take a break. Could you tell me just how fictitious uh, Antifa is? The only thing fictitious in that statement was that there are people that bludgeoned an officer to death. That has already been debunked. That's a conspiracy theory. Joy Bayar is a conspiracy theorist, as we can see. She also promotes the other conspiracy theory that Antifa, which, by the way, rioted just over this weekend in Los Angeles, in Seattle, in Portland, uh, full on saying that we are Antifa, antifascista. So um, the apparently people don't know who they are when they claim to be this group. And they broke windows. They jumped on police cars, got injured, beat up a man on the side of the road vandalized plenty of small businesses that is a damn really damn believable fiction story if i've ever seen one that actually has the evidence mm. to prove her wrong i mean that's like this is the world we live fake. in yeah it's a deep it's a fake really good they deep got fake. thousands of deep fakes across the country <laughs> for over a year yeah. and andy knows somehow profited off of it pretty well with his recent book Unmasked. i'm pretty sure that when you got beaten up a couple times yeah. by those ideas that i mean was that <laughs> it was in a your fictional head? concussion i've gotten fictional concussions before was so really? them, yeah yeah and like and sometimes they even do, they, they, do they the throw, fictional concussions hurt as bad as the regular uh, well, when the, fic- when the fictional people put fictional feces and urine in condoms and then throw them at us uh, while, we're, while we're documenting things and they explode on you and oh. then you fictionally throw up, uh, I think I have a lot of fictional memories to be able to say that I'm done with these people. Well, lucky it's all in your head. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all in my head and in my bloodstream, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we gotta take a break a right in a minute. <laughs> have you gotten tested lately? You know what? I, I thought I. If, if I have like HIV or something, I. Don't forget, if you have not gone to subscribe to the audio podcast, go wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters so that everyone can hear the news and why it matters and also what uh, Elijah and Sydney think of Gavin Newsom and how attractive he is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I think he's evil, but I'm just saying that people yeah, vote but, for him because they think he's okay but, looking. But you're allowed to, I mean, like, if someone is still evil, you can still be like, that is a yucky human, but you can still be like, okay, but their face is hey, not... if like, I think he's attractive, can I join the, the lavender graduation? Yes. You just really want to go to the lavender graduation. Oh, I want to see what the hell that looks like. I'm not saying I would laugh, but I, a lot of these people probably just look identify, very interesting. No, but you identify as Sarah, so it's fine. Yeah. You're good. Go, you're the golden. The lavender people do make me laugh a little. That's a truthful statement. All right, so if you uh, <laughs> review the news and why it matters wherever you get your audio podcast, you might see your review read live on air. We've got one today from Tully is a dog. I don't know who Tully is, but I'm I'm sorry if that's a I don't know if that's an insult or not, but uh, they said five stars. I don't always agree with the opinions expressed, <laughs> but enjoy listening to thoughtful points of view. I appreciate that. Elijah's laughing, but I appreciate that. Like, I don't really like what you guys say, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are bunch. You guys are terrible. You got terrible. Your ideas suck. But hey, listen, they gave us five stars. I don't care what you say. All right, just go in there and give us five stars and write oh, something. Man. Okay. Uh, here's one more from TN Cindy. Short and sweet, insightful and accurate. Five stars. I love this show. So thank you to both of you for your reviews. Don't forget to submit yours. Also, don't forget Slightly Offensive with Elijah Schaefer on YouTube, Sydney Watson on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe to both of their channels before they're banned. Before they're banned. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.